In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As you know, in the last four months, last three months, sorry, of the Coptic year, the Church speaks to us about the work of the Holy Spirit in the Church. The last three months are the Coptic months are Baona, Abib, and Misr. Baona, which is the last Coptic months, the Church spoke to us about the Holy Spirit, how to be filled with the Holy Spirit, what are the gifts of the Holy Spirit, what are the sin against the Holy Spirit, and what are the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our life. Then, this month, Abib, Usually, we celebrate the Feast of the Apostles during this month, the 5th of Abib, last Sunday. So the Church speaks about the Holy Spirit and ministry, the Holy Spirit and ministry. Last Sunday, which is the first Sunday in the Coptic month, Abib, we spoke about the commission of the 70, and what are the instructions that the Lord Jesus Christ gave to the 70 before sending them to the field of ministry. Today, actually, is the second month uh, of the Copt- second week of the Coptic month, Abib. The church speaks about a challenge that faced, faced the apostles and faced the church until now in ministry. This challenge is the challenge of offenses, offenses. And the Lord said in the Gospel of today from Matthew chapter 18, He said, Woe to the world because of offenses. For offenses must come, but woe to that man by whom the offenses comes. In these verses, there are two principles. The first one, that offenses must come. We are living in a sinful world, a world full of corruption. So to expect world without offenses, this is unrealistic expectation. Offenses can happen in any place, in the world, in our homes, in the church, because all these places are filled with human beings. And nobody is infallible. All of us who are fallible. So offenses must come. And we should not be surprised when offenses comes. Because as I told you, we are living in a corrupted and sinful world. Then the second principle the Lord said, Woe to the world because of offenses. Woe to the world because of offenses. The word offense means what? Means causing others to sin. Causing others to sin. So when I do an action that causes you to sin, this is considered offense. That's why the Lord said, Woe to the world from offenses. Because offenses means we are making others also sinful. 
not me only who committed the sin, but I am causing others also to sin. So we will go into this cycle. I make you to sin, then you make somebody else to sin, and somebody else to sin. So sin will spread like cancer. That's why the Lord said, Woe to the world from offenses. Then in particular, the Lord said, But woe to that man by whom the offense comes. Woe to that man by whom the offense comes. Woe to the world that suffers from offenses because they will be struggling. But woe to the man that causes others to sin. And the Lord actually put a very important principle in dealing with these people. If there is no repentance, then the Lord said, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Why our merciful Lord says such strong and could be perceived as harsh statement? Because there must be a stop for offenses. So the person who is actually causing sin to grow and to spread, then there has to be a stop for this. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Offenses will be severer if it comes from uh, people who are role model to the people they are following them. For example, if parents are offenses to their children, they, their responsibility is greater here. Also, leaders in general, if they offend the people whom they are leading, it will be uh, also a, a severe uh, sin or a great sin, a great sin. Also, offenses uh, are severer when it comes from relatives or friends or people whom we trust. As the Lord Jesus Christ uh, was betrayed by one of his disciples. So here the wound is severer because I am offended by one whom I trusted, whom I helped, whom I served. The Lord served Judas for a very, very long time, but Judas at the end betrayed the Lord. So the offense is severe when it comes from a leader or a role model or a parent, and also from people whom we trust and whom actually we helped and served before. What are the different types of offenses? There are offenses that comes from within, from within me. So there is nothing around me is offensive. But because my eye is not simple eye, so the offense comes from me. And there are offenses that comes from outside. So it can be external or it can be internal. 
Let me start by the offenses that comes from within. The Lord said, if your eye causes you to sin, he did not say if your neighbor causes you to sin. He said, if your eye causes you to sin. So the sin here comes from me. Let me give you some, exa- some examples. A negative eye. Some people actually perceive everything around them negative. They interpret everything negative. If you do this, you're wrong. If you do the opposite, you're wrong. That's what we call negative interpretation. So these people actually, they feel all the time they are offended. And maybe they blame the whole world around them that they offended them. But in reality, the offense is from their eyes. Because their eyes is negative. They perceive everything around them negative. Another uh, example is the lustful eye. Lustful eye. So the people actually who looks lustfully to the others, the problem is not in the others. The problem in my eye that looks lustfully to the other. That's why the Lord said in the Sermon on the Mountain, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you have committed adultery in your heart. So this is an example how the person, because of his eye, he is falling in this sin, adultery. It's not because of the other. The problem is in the person's eye himself. A third example is the filters that we have in our mind regarding others. What do I mean? We label people, for example, this person is arrogant. This person is a liar. This person is judgmental. We label people in our mind with certain labels. So when I look at these people, I look at them through these filters. He's an arrogant person. And as long as I look at these people from this filter, I will feel offended by them. So the offense here is not he is arrogant, but because I look at him through this filter. A woman went to the house of Simeon the Pharisee. And yes, she was a sinner, but she repented. When she entered into the house of Simeon, Simeon looked at her from this filter. She is a sinner. How the Lord allowed her to touch him? How the Lord allowed her to enter this house? But the Lord looked at her from another filter. She is repentant. She loved so much. That's why Simeon was offended, not only by the sinful woman, but also by the Lord Jesus Christ, and said, if he was a prophet. But the Lord looked at her and compared her sin with the sin of Simeon. This 
righteous man or who believes he is righteous and he told to him her sins that are many are forgiven but you who believe that you are righteous because of your judgment you're not forgiven so sometimes we look at others through certain filters and because of these filters then we uh, are offended by others Another example is the anger or hatred inside our heart. When we are angry, when we are full of hatred, when we are full of vengeance, then actually we will be offended by everybody around us and will be blind. The people who became angry at the Lord Jesus Christ during the time of his trial they shouted crucify him, crucify him release to us Barabbas did you forget all what the Lord Jesus Christ did for you? he healed your illness, he taught in your synagogues he uh, fed you from uh, five loaves and two fish he raised your dead he did everything good for you why you are crying out now crucify him crucify him why because you were full of anger and hatred so sometimes when we are full of anger hatred vengeance we lose our objectivity we become blind and then we say you are offended we are offended by the lord jesus christ crucify him get away with him we don't want him and release to us Barabbas, the thief. Another reason that comes from within a grumbling spirit. People actually who are complainers or grumbling, they see everything around them wrong. And always, always they will complain. Always. For example, Martha was offended by her sister and she complained about her to the Lord see how my sister is leaving, leaving me to serve alone and she did not realize that there is time for service and there is time to sit and listen to the Lord she confused instead of blaming herself she's a complainer so she complained about her sister as if she is offended by her sister but in reality her sister did not offend her but what offended her is the wrong decision the wrong choice that she made to uh, serve during the time of teaching so these are different examples how offense come from within in, from within myself not externally and we need to be careful before blaming others that they offended us we need to examine our heart and our mind lest the offenses comes from within not from outside but also there are offenses that comes from outside not all the offenses come from within and one of the major offenses that comes from outside is the wrong teaching and by the way, 
the, the reading, all the reading today focused on the wrong teaching. Because the Lord is warning and the church is warning all the leaders in the church from this offense to teach wrong doctrine or false doctrine to your people. That's why in Pauline letter today, St. Paul told them, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel, which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to pervert the gospel of Christ. Pervert the gospel of Christ. And many people right now, actually they are teaching wrong and false doctrine. And actually many people follow them, unfortunately. See what St. Paul said here. St. Paul said, But even if we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you, then what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Then he repeated again, emphasis, as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you than what you have received, let him be accursed. One of the motives why we pervert the gospel of Christ to please men in order to be popular among men. That's why St. Paul said, For do I now persuade men or please men or God? Do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bond servant of Christ. If my goal is to please men, I will not be a servant of Christ. And in the Catholic letter of today, from the letter of Jude, St. Jude spoke about how or what is the punishment of the false teachers in the church. He said, to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly, among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and of all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. Any false teaching is against God. Any false teaching is against God. And St. Jude here spoke about their punishment. In the book of Acts, we heard about how the apostles suffered imprisonment rather than to pervert the gospel of Christ. And we saw how God actually delivered them from the prison, but at night an angel of the Lord opened the prison door, brought them out, and, and deliver them from imprisonment. So the first offense, external offense, is the offense of the false teaching. When we teach the people wrong teaching, not the sound doctrine, just to please the people and to gain popularity. Another uh, offense that comes from outside is the temptation. When you tempt other uh, to commit sin, tempt other, for example, to smoke, 
to use drugs, to uh, go to bad areas, bars, for example, or nightclubs, uh, to seduce others into sexual immorality, to corrupt the innocence of the mind of pure and simple people. This is also another uh, big sin. When you tempt the people to fall into sin, especially the addictive sin, because these people may suffer for very, very long time from these addictive sins just because one person tempted them to try drug or to try alcohol or to go bar or sexual immorality, and these people will suffer for a long time. Another offense that comes from outside is oppression and abuse. When a person uses his power or his authority to abuse other or to oppress other or to be unfair to other or unjust to other. So peoples, the victims here, will feel offended because those who are supposed to protect them, to defend them, actually they uh, abused them and oppressed them and they were unfair to them. They were not fair and just to them. And instead of protecting them, they actually uh, hurt them. Another offense external is the bad example. When we as parents or leaders, we set bad example before our children or our congregation. This is also a big offense when we set a wrong and a bad example. Instead of St. Paul saying, follow my example as I follow Christ, actually the Lord warned the people from the scribes and Pharisees, and he told them, whatever they tell you, do it, but don't do according to their deeds. He warned them because they were bad examples, they were hypocrites. He warned them from following their example. Another offense is division. People cause divisions in the church, or cause division in the family, or cause division among friends. And the Lord said, a house that is divided against itself will be brought into desolation. So this actually a big offense, a big offense, the offense of uh, division. Once we are divided, then actually we are giving authority to Satan to be our king and our ruler. Once we are divided and we divide it against ourselves or we cause division, we are giving Satan authority over us. And this will bring desolation. That's why the Lord said, the peacemaker are the children of God. But the division makers and the troublemakers, definitely they are the children of Satan. Another offense is the offense of rumors. And spreading wrong news. Or spreading news from one side only. And every story has more than one side. 
And now actually with the social media, rumors spread just like that. You, you, you say one thing, it will spread all over the world in few seconds. And unfortunately, many people spend most of their time on social media. And they believe what's written in the social media is the absolute truth. And they are brainwashed by the social media. And they actually don't think with their mind. And the true gospel for them became the gospel of the social media, not the gospel of Christ. They don't follow the gospel of Christ, they follow the gospel of the social media. And many, many things actually, many things on the social media are false, are not true. It expresses one side opinion or one side of the story. So don't be prey to this. Don't be victim to the social media and the rumors that spread on the social media. You need to be wise. You need to make the Holy Spirit enlighten your mind. And don't follow everything there. Another offense is the offense of enabling the sinner rather than helping them to repent. For example, if parents are enabling their children in the wrong way, Friends who are encouraging their friends in the wrong way. Covering up on something that should be revealed and treated. All these are different types of offenses. Like in the story of the prodigal son. If the son was enabled by his father. For example, if the father sent him some money and some food, the son would not return. But the, the father here decided not to send any money or any food to his son. And I'm sure many people were offended at the father's reaction. Why the father is reacting this way? Your son doesn't find any food to eat. Actually, he wished to eat from the pots of the swine and nobody gave it to him. And you are just silent, not doing anything, not sending him some food, not sending him some money. I'm sure people judge the father. But the father decided not to enable his son because he loved him. He wanted him to repent. If the father actually sent him some money and some food, the prodigal son wouldn't return at all. So that is another offense, the offense of enabling the sin. These are just some examples of offenses. Then actually the last point, how we deal with offenses or what is the treatment for offenses. Quickly, the Lord told us today a very important principle is called radical amputation. Radical amputation. What do you mean radical amputation? He said, if your hand or foot causes you to sin, cut it off. He didn't say withdraw it. He said, if your eye causes you to sin, block it out. 
He did not say close it, block it out. So dealing with offense, offenses means you need actually to use this principle, radical amputation. If the internet causes you to send pornography, you need actually to cut it off. Get rid of it. If a friend causes you to sin, tempting you to sin, stay away from him completely. If the social media causes you to sin, cut it out, cut it off. This principle of radical amputation is very, very important in dealing with offenses. But try to say, you know, I will control myself but in the same time, I will keep this friend or I will keep the internet. It doesn't work. Believe me, it doesn't work. And here is the wisdom of the gospel. Cut it of radical amputation. Number two, how to deal actually the prayer and the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten your mind and to your heart. So, so that you will not offend the others. And when you see offenses, you are protected from the offenses. You cannot deal with the offenses by yourself. Without the grace of God, you will not be able to deal with offenses or to stop offending others. But only through the power of the Holy Spirit, through prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting cast out demons, through these tools, prayer and fasting, you will be able to handle offenses. Number three, the symbol R. Don't actually let your eye be negative or lustful or angry eye or hateful eye or grumbling eye or eye that use filters and dark glasses to see others through these filters. The Lord said, if your eye is evil, your whole body is evil. Which means your mind, your heart, your judgment, your thinking, everything in you will be evil. So just keep your eye simple. Another point, don't judge. The offenses will come. The Lord said, the offenses must come. Judgment is offensive equally as the offense itself. So if somebody causes you to, or offended you, and then you are judged him, then both sins are equal. We need to pray for the offenders that they may repent instead of judging them. When they brought the woman caught in sin to the Lord Jesus Christ, he told them, who is among you, let him, st- um, without sin, let him is stone her with the first stone. And the last point is the wisdom of silence and speak, speech. What do I mean? During the time of crucifixion, the Lord Jesus Christ, many people were offended in him. He was accused with blasphemy, was accused with many false accusations. But the Lord did not defend himself. And he was silent. 
And many people wondered why the Lord was silent. Maybe if he defended himself, actually he would help the people not to be offended in him. But this was not the time to speak. So there is a time to speak and time to be silent. And this is the guidance of the Holy Spirit. When you should speak and when you should be silent. Many people demanded from the Lord to speak. If you are the Son of God, descend from the cross and we will believe in you. They said this. Maybe somebody would say, why the Lord did not descend from the cross and everybody would have believed in him. But no, it was not the right time. So, when you are dealing with offenses, you need to be guided with the Holy Spirit when you should speak and when you should be silent. Because sometimes silence is better than speaking and other times is speaking better than silence. May the Lord protect all of us from the offenses. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.